from the creators of Relevant Magazine, this is the yeah, Relevant Podcast. It's a week of Friday, December 2nd, 2016, and it's the Relevant Podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and this week's show is brought to you by Audible, a leading provider of premium digital spoken audio information and entertainment on the internet. Audible content includes an unmatched selection of audiobooks and other audio products from the leading publishers and broadcasters. Uh, users can sign up as an Audible listener, which gives them book credits and access to short programs now playing in channels each month for a low monthly fee. Customers can download their choices and access them on their iPhones, Android, uh, Fire tablets, iPods, or other MP3 players. Uh, right right now, I'm, uh, I'm listening to Lauren Graham's book called uh, Talking As Fast As I Can, From Gilmore Girls to Gilmore Girls and Everything In Between. Because I just watched Gilmore Girls this weekend. I can't do it. What, what, what were your thoughts? What were Dude. your thoughts about okay. the big comeback? Here's the deal. I, I, you know, football was over. <laughs> I was, I was by myself. Yeah, I'm not. I don't. I'm you not don't asking to you to defend it. the choice. I, I'm just saying I watched football. You no, know, I, like I, I did. Love, no, no, that's. I went I, to a basketball game. I watched no, football. No. Even if you didn't, you're okay. still. I'm just saying exactly who I think you are. And then <laughs> I, um, I, I, I put on the the four new episodes on Netflix, yeah. and I'm telling you, I was sucked in. It was as good as I remembered. They didn't lose anything. It was satisfying. All the feelings. I was crying at the end. <laughs> oh, yeah. Did Rory mess up the show? No. I've never even seen it. It's oh, just you don't even know? Yeah, I've, never, I've never seen it either. Dude, I, was, I, was like, I texted some friends like, dude, Gilmore Girls, don't judge me. But, man. Yeah. And, and they're all like, yeah, don't judge me. I've never seen it. I don't know. Yeah, Bob like, Goff's like, who dis? <laughs> <laughs> The limited experiences I've had, I, maybe it's only like Arrested Development, I guess. But when like Netflix brings something back, or like Full House, yeah. like both of those, I'm like, man, yeah. they really butchered this thing. Yeah. This was a cash grab. <laughs> this no, was it, this I, was basically just to hype the service of Netflix, and the execution was terrible. So you're I saying was, Gilmore Girls lived up to the expectations. I was impressed with it on all levels. It was a satisfying story arc. The <laughs> format of the four episodes, they did one per season for so a full year. Oh. So you're able to traverse a full year of storyline, but in only Four, four long episodes. They're like an hour and a half each. Yeah. Um, oh, wow. <laughs> and, and it made me it made me want to listen to Lauren Graham's audiobook on Audible. So there you go. Eddie seems sold. Yeah, no, winter, <laughs> spring, summer, fall. Because that's the opening song, right? Yes. I hear this show a lot in my house. I haven't watched it, but this oh, is... Oh, okay. Here's the deal, Eddie. <laughs> just between us girls. You would love it. I'm sure I would. You, you would I love it. I loved Glee. I loved... Did you? It's nothing like that, but okay. But I mean, shows that are not necessarily demographically tuned for me. Correct. I love them. Yeah. I love all of it. Yeah, so, right, no problem. Right. The Crown... Did you see the crown? No, I didn't. The best. You should uh, you should check out Lauren Graham's uh, book on Audible. That seems like a real pro move, but I do love Audible. Very much. We've talked about WhisperSync and my deep love of WhisperSync. Uh, right now, Audible has a special offer for relevant <laughs> podcast listeners. They are offering you guys a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. You just go to audible.com slash relevant. Browse their unmatched selection of audio programs. Download a title for free and start listening. It's that easy. Yeah. Go to audible.com slash relevant. Get started today. 
Like I said, I'm your host, Cameron. Here with me in our Orlando studios. Back, thankfully, Eddie Big Cat Coffold. Cameron, good to see you. It Quite was, a sabbatical. It was, I had a it week. was rough. It was rough. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It was Over a great, there, great uh, joining us in studio today, Chelsea Steele. Hello, everybody. On the ones and twos, our illustrious producer, my brother, Chandler Strang. Hello. And on the Skype line, all the way from Loverland, Virginia, Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. Uh, <laughs> Still love that. Was, it, was, it, was that. was that too coming in too hot? Coming in a little hot. <laughs> hello, hello, hello. Hi. Here I am. Okay, so I've been we, here the whole time. We have a, a great show for you guys today. Uh, coming up later, it's the Christmas season. It's officially right now the second day of the Advent season. Mark. And Louis Giglio, uh, the founder of Passion yeah. and the pastor mm-hmm. of Passion City Church, Gig. is joining us. He has a new book out on Advent that just uh, released, so he's talking to us yeah. about that. That guy's an animal. He just Is this his second <laughs> book this year? Yeah, yeah, he did. He's prolific. Yeah, and, he's, and he's pastoring. And then uh, the week after Christmas, after New Year's, they'll have their passion conference. You yeah. know, 70,000 college students will show up in Atlanta. And or 80,000. Yeah. And the end it movement, changing lives. Yeah. They're all over it. I love Louis Giglio. Advent, I can't wait to read his book. You don't need to buy the book. You can just listen to the interview coming up later. <laughs> oh, does he slowly recite the whole book in the interview? Well, it's like an audible experience. Yeah, it's an eight-hour interview. It's like, gonna, yeah. it's like the Gilmore Girls. <laughs> it's like the Gilmore Girls, uh, Lauren Graham reading Louis Giglio's a- Advent yeah, book. Actually, it's his his book starts with uh, about four chapters on his journey through Gilmore Girls. So it's a weird way to start a book on Advent, but uh, drew me in. Oh, I love Advent, man. I love this time of year. It's so great. I, uh, I just got a... Uh, uh, advent calendar for Cohen. We do, you know, last year I did one that had the old candy and all the doors. Mm-hmm. And uh, then we were at the store. We noticed that Lego Star Wars yes. does an advent calendar. What? And so no way. He is, he's doing it. He is. I'm telling you the whole thing about waiting anticipation. He day one, he was bargaining with me. Could I just kind of do a couple ahead? Mm. And I'm like, mm-hmm. no, that's kind of the point, buddy. Right. And then, I mean, the moment he wakes up every morning, he runs the advent calendar mm-hmm. and like, it's just a little Lego thing or little, you know, little, it's, it's brilliant. But who, Lego has three different advent calendars for kids. Oh, really? They have a is girls it, is one, it candy a or is it like toys in there? It's Legos. It's little Lego oh, sets. Okay. Wouldn't that be a bummer if it was a Lego advent and it was just like... <laughs> here's oh. some M&Ms. <laughs> yeah, here's a, like one of those row-on tattoos or something. It's like, <laughs> you want like I said, it, whenever growing up, I had, uh, I think I've said this before, but we had, whenever there's like an advent can, uh, calendar in our house that had candy in it, I would maybe make it into... Maybe the second week of December, and just in a moment of weakness, just ripping open every one of those little windows on that fake, you know, set of row houses, and just demolishing that cheap chocolate. I just couldn't help myself. Uh, also, coming up later on the show, uh, one of our favorite bands from LA, uh, Laney, is joining us. Yeah. Hey, are you friends with them? I am friends with one of them. Are you? Cool. Are you yeah. the sort of like? Could you text him or her right I now? I could. Les Priest. Hey. Hey. Cool. That's neat. Are you friends with a lot of bands? Yeah, I lived in Nashville for four years. How do you be friends with bands? Like, how did that just occur? So what do you live in Nashville? But what does that mean? I you were think... just on the coffee shop and you said hi to them? Like, yeah. how, do you, how do you become friends with a band? Down. So, but I pictured the way you're describing it, Cameron, that uh, Nashville is basically just a large version of the coffee shop from Friends. It where is. Where people just kind of hang out and come and go. Here's and the thing, chat. Jesse. You're not wrong. That's uh, For a while when I lived there, I was really curious how anybody made any money because mm-hmm, a lot yeah. of people are just hanging out and sipping on coffee So what is the answer to that question? Because I've had the same question. Yeah. I think, I mean, truly, if you just get to know people in your community and a large part of your community is pursuing music, you're bound to wind up with a couple friends who are doing music and who become musicians like Lauren Daigle. 
Okay. So you're saying befriend them pre-fame. Yeah. And hitch your star to their wagon. Hitch your wagon to their star. I I say encourage them. I would like to think that I play a small part in people's success But your strategy is befriend them pre-fame. Totally. I don't want to be a bandwagoner. Then you're a legit friend. I get it. And our whole friendship, they'll never have to wonder, is Chelsea only friends with me because of my fame? No, all your non-famous friends will wonder, is she just being friends with me, hoping that I'll become famous. I prefer yeah. famous friends. I just feel like they're so much more so famous. Interesting. Yeah. Do you give them a deadline too? If you're like, yeah. well, listen, if you're not famous in like two years, we're not going to be friends anymore. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't have, have like yeah. the emotional I, capacity. Yeah. For not I can't famous carry friends you along. Yeah. I just heard your Kickstarter EP and it was trash. Oh. So time to move on. So I've, I've deleted you from my phone. I want you to know. Yeah. I need you to move to the other side of Nashville where all the, you know, tourists go. Yeah. And I'm going to stay in this cool coffee shop with no prices on new the number, wall. Who it is? Yeah, new number. <laughs> uh, question also, Chelsea. This yeah. is an audio platform. People don't see what I see, but I see that your hand is broken. What happened? Um, first of all, thank you for pointing that out. Second of all, I went skateboarding over Thanksgiving and I had a minor accident and I fell and I broke my wrist. So it's not that minor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How, what happened? Like, were, were you doing an ollie or like a sweet staircase or something? I really wish it were something noteworthy <laughs> that I would feel cool telling people, but yeah. I was just cruising and my wheels are not that great. And I hit a large gap in the oh, sidewalk. Oh, that's hard. And my mm. board stopped and I went tumbling forward and my wrist caught the fall and then were, I tumbled wearing, down a ditch and up the other side. Were you wearing oh, Tony Hawk branded protective gear? I was like going to say what's yeah. confusing <laughs> about this story is you would not have been injured had you w- wore what is appropriate for all skateboarders. Yeah. Which right, is right, 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 right. full wrist, elbow, <laughs> knees, helmet and face guards. <laughs> <laughs> I for face some guards. whatever reason left the house without the wrist guards. I just mm. forgot them and I thought. Do you I normally thought, wear them? No. Oh, okay. No you don't. <laughs> well, Did you now you will. Do you have like your purse and your phone and stuff with you? Did it all go flying? I had my phone in my back pocket and my skateboard went flying after I flew off of it. Yeah, because it's it still got the trajectory. Yeah. And you're kind of yeah. f- pushing your feet off and <laughs> you got a whole mess. It kind of looks like you're doing a perpetual thumbs up, though, yeah. the way they. <laughs> Am I taking a picture? At least they gave you like a very optimistic cast. Yeah. <laughs> you know? She's basically the Facebook logo right now. Yeah. It's like, how you doing? <laughs> I, you know, yeah. I mean, right. Thumbs up, I guess. I mean, so. physically, I can't do anything but thumbs up. So. So I guess that's what I am. I it's I'm interesting. It's like, it's, like, it's like a football player that they're carting off. It's like you literally have no choice but to give the fans a thumbs up. So we're right. just going to receive that. Uh, why didn't they give you a cast? Why did they wrap it? They wanted to give me a cast and I have had my fair share of casts. And so I begged and pleaded and they said, you've had your fair share of casts. How many? Maybe like seven to nine. Wow. wow. What? Like one per stepmom. Yeah. Is that I'm, too actually, I'm actually pretty. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I knew that was going to come back up today. I'm so glad. Um, they're all listeners. So, oh. hey guys. Hi, hi moms. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the show. Um, they love you. My dad really appreciated the Rod Stewart joke, and he has been trying to figure out how to use Photoshop so he can put his face on a picture of Rod Stewart. I feel like maybe we could just crowdsource that for him. Yeah. 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 I feel like that's probably pretty easy awesome. for someone out there. Umbrella art, if you could handle I, that. I, I know. I, I'll tell listeners this. I have a large cache of Rod Stewart photography that if anyone needs cache. source material, just <laughs> shoot me a message. I got. I have terabytes of the stuff. Yeah. Well, sorry about your wrist, pal. So, okay. uh, so, so, uh, have any of your famous friends reached out to you with sympathy and condolences on they? your plight? Just give me more of your famous I friends. I, this is basically gross. all we know is Flurry, uh, Lauren that? Daigle, and uh, the guy from Laney. One third of right. Laney. 
I yeah. know all of them, but I think I would only reach out to one of them via text. Have any of them reached out to you knowing your plight? Yeah. About my wrist? Yes. Yeah. No. Those are not friends. I posted like Those a, are acquaintances. Okay. I have I have zero friends then because no one's really reached out to me about it. <gasps> wow. Like, oh, she says oh, with wow. a smile. With tears. <laughs> so she, 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 she says it giving you an awkward thumbs up. Yeah. You can't tell if it's voluntary. You don't know what to make of it. <laughs> oh, man. I think, yeah, I posted a picture and I'm assuming every single person who liked it was saying my condolences. Yeah, I think that's I think that's the way you can sleep at night. Thank you. Yeah, I know. I think they were just mimicking what the the position your hand is in when they were clicking like. Yeah, like I think that's the only thing they were doing there. All right. Well, moving the show along, we have a lot of territory to cover. Um, It's time for our weekly look back at what happened in culture and entertainment. It's time for in case you missed it. Okay, so you know there's this thing that happened the day after Thanksgiving. They they call it Black Friday. Oh, I, I thought it was something different. What did you do? I went to my first cycling class. Oh, uh, like, like a spin soul, class. Like spin class. Or were you learning to was ride? Was there a one of those arena ones where it's like all blacked out and like super? Mm-hmm. Was it crazy? The hardest thing by far I've ever done. It was yeah. so hard. You, yeah. But it was really, really fun. It was all black, so you could be as ugly as you needed to be in the moment, <laughs> and no one would see you, so that's good. No, d- hey, but Eddie, don't you feel, because I've gone to a, Dana's like super into these, so I've like... Yeah, you went to one when we were all on vacation together. I was like, what are you guys doing? I know, I begrudgingly went to one, and I sit in the back corner so that I can be the one judging and not being the one judged. <laughs> like, there's literally no one who else who can see me. Like, I sit in a position where I can observe the room and just sit, and I, I cheat the whole time, too. <laughs> wait, wait. Like, Wait, they're wait, like, okay, crank up the, the resistance. resistance. I'm like miming it, like, okay, I'm cranking it up. It's really There's hard a point here. of resistance on a bike where I just start to feel the like the vomit start. Like, I'm like, they right, should pull give it back. you a barf bag on the side. It's of the that worst, bike. man. It's really, really hard. It was really fun, but it's uh, agony. Hold on, it is I've agony. never done something like that. How do they push you to that? Point. So like, they just tell you like, all right, they're shouting up. at you. They're like, t- she's on a microphone. The lady at the front. So it's kind of a drill sergeant method. Yeah. Now this lady I like because she's not. I don't like to be yelled at. She's just like yeah. giving firm instructions and being encouraging. Like thirty more <laughs> seconds, keep pushing, and then you. She's like, all right, cl- click the resistance up, and it goes up one more. So you're like bouncing against. So some people start much higher, and then it's like. Eddie, can you be honest with me real yeah, quick? Me, I'm going to be honest with you. Because <laughs> I cheated the entire time and yeah. I never clicked up the resistance. Did you cheat at all? <laughs> I I didn't, but I my 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 baseline changed as I went on. So at first I'm like halfway resistance and then cranking it up. And by the end of it, I'm just like going from zero to like 0.01 to 0.02. So yeah, I guess I cheated. It was good. The music was good too. Fame. Uh, the fame, the soundtrack from fame. Almost you, you're the, discouraging me from wanting to go back even more. When I, I mean. did it, they did watch the throne. That was from start to finish. That was our whole class. Oh, that's kind of a great one. I loved it. Every minute of it. Mine was, I guess, was good because it was fame and then a lot of the Immaculate Collection from Madonna and then they ended with that Bon Jovi song where the guitar player sounds like he's kind of thrown up. Eddie, you could not have described a worse possible playlist. (laughs) No, when you hear fame at 9.30. They ended it with an old Bon Jovi song. (laughs) Got people lining up the door. I would just dive off the bicycle, hopefully rupturing my eardrum in the process. I got one of those sweat Vs, you know, that's pretty cool. Like when people are cool 
working out, except I, it went so far down <laughs> and hit the bottom of my shirt. And so it was just I was dripping out the bottom of my shirt. Oh. That was as oh, gross. Wow. What, uh, what is a sweat V? You know, like like cool guys that like work out and like movies always have that cool V of sweat on their neck. I see what you're saying. Well, yes. I got one. And I was like, oh, that's cool. I'm sweating the right way. And then but it just kept going. And then I was disgusting. <laughs> uh, well, in case you missed it, uh, the day after Thanksgiving was a, a day people like to call Black Friday. Praise him. Yeah. So uh, if you've there's this inappropriate card game called Cards Against Humanity. Oh, love Very it. Very popular. With Only the, sociopaths play that game and own it. It yeah. was designed for Eddie, I feel. Um, <laughs> so uh, it, anyway, last year for their black anti Black Friday joke, they actually last year just asked people to send them five dollars in exchange for nothing. Like yeah. you're throwing your money away anyway. And they raised seventy thousand dollars. And they just kept it. That's insane. Um, yeah. So this year, uh, they had a totally different anti-Black Friday campaign. People from around the world went online and gave uh, the makers of Cards Against Humanity $100,000 for the sole reason of wasting the money on a giant <laughs> hole. <laughs> yeah. They promised to just keep digging the hole while no donations came in as users watched a bulldozer dig via webcams over the weekend. So much money came in. Uh, that they kept digging until Sunday. Yeah. On their website, they posted an FAQ to explain what was going on or why they were wasting the money. So one of the questions, is there some sort of deeper meaning or purpose to the hole? No. <laughs> why aren't you giving all this money to charity? The answer, why aren't you giving all this money to charity? <laughs> it's your money. <laughs> is the hole bad That's for the environment? Point. Answer, no, this is just a bunch of empty land. There, now there's a hole there. That's life. Uh, final question, what if you dig so deep you hit hot magma? Uh, their answer, at least then we'd feel something. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have like really mixed feelings about I this too, because man. on one too. level, yeah. on one level, I just think it's funny. Like I think right. it's, it's ridiculous and I laughed. Like right. I, I actually tuned into the webcam for a little bit. <laughs> Me too. Just this, just the sound of the bulldozer rolling around, digging yeah. a hole for hours and hours. Something about that struck me as like super funny, yeah. but also it kind of made me sad that I thought it was funny because I know that they're just, I mean, I get it that like that's a hundred thousand dollars to like marketing costs. Cause it's a funny campaign and people are talking about it, but still, I mean, I was looking at the amounts that people gave, like some people gave like over a thousand dollars. Like these are just that's individuals crazy. out in the world that I, thought the best use of their thousand dollars was to perpetuate a kind of a twisted joke. I love the sociological experiment right. of it. Right. Right. But then I can't get past like preemptive love coalition. I'm like, yeah, yeah. why don't they? But that's what they're saying. Yeah. They're like, why aren't you giving it to charity? This yeah. is your decision is your I money. Know, I know. I know. I know. It just kills me. How many wells is that? How many, you know, yeah. yeah. but whatever. I understand. It well, was funny. In case you missed it, the Mary Magdalene biopic starring Joaquin Phoenix as Jesus is officially happening. Mary, uh, this week, the know? Daily Mail posted pictures from the set. <laughs> baby just keep going. I'm just doing the and music it underneath stars, it. Uh, uh, Rooney Mara as the biblical figure uh, alongside Joaquin Phoenix as Jesus. It was first announced that Phoenix was in talks to play Jesus earlier this year. Um, so according to Deadline, the film is going to offer a humanistic portrait of Mary Magdalene with a studio executive explaining, quote, her story will give audiences a chance to experience the cultural turbulence, human passions, and devotional beliefs that set in motion so much of modern history. Uh, the movie will debut sometime next year. Ever since Joaquin Phoenix did that um, movie that was like a joke 
What was it yeah. called? I'm not here. I'm not. I here. haven't trusted him. Yeah. <laughs> I just. I'm like. Yeah, he's, well, he's not really Jesus. <laughs> I know. Eddie, this one's not a documentary. But I bought so. that movie Hook, Line, and Sinker. I totally yeah. did. I thought poor Joaquin Phoenix is really like lost he's having it. a meltdown. Yeah. Did you and really? I, yeah. And then I found out it was all a joke. He he just pulled a Kaufman. I mean, Andy. Kaufman. I understand. And I get the joke afterwards. I'm like, well, that was fantastic. That, that, that Letterman, uh, before we even knew what was going on, right. that I Letterman performance it. was Ooh. like yeah. a moment in TV history. It was awesome. Yeah, it truly was. It truly, because it, it was just so weird. Like, and because you could tell like Letterman wasn't quite sure what's going he on. And, on. And Letterman's no. a hard guy to throw off too. Yeah. 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 Well, be I good. will say this though, real quick, that I, I the, some of the pictures you can go uh, to relevantmagazine.com to to see some. Like in some of them, these are like pictures that just people were taking on set because they're filming out in like the farm, like farmland of of Italy. And every time that he's not on camera, he has a cigarette in his mouth, and it's very jarring to see Joaquin Phoenix dressed as Jesus, <laughs> but with a cigarette in his mouth. Like it's I don't funny. know if I'm going to be able to see the movie seriously because that image is so ingrained in my mind at this point. Yeah. I look for. I mean, I I think he's a very good actor. I mean, it's it really ups the street cred of that movie, right? Like, I mean, Jesus yeah, totally. of course is great, but you can always have a bad actor playing Jesus. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. he's awesome. I'm yeah. curious to see what his Jesus, was Jesus is having a real comeback. I mean, he had Ewan McGregor play him this year. Oh yeah, and now Joaquin Phoenix. I mean, Jesus is really hot now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Twenty sixteen has so, totally so been the right year now. of Jesus. <laughs> so hot right now. <laughs> <laughs> this is the year of our Lord. Can I proclaim oh, that? Oh, no. You can proclaim that. I can see I that say 2016 is the year of our Lord? Mm-hmm. <laughs> is that, is that I blasphemous? I don't think so. No, no. I see that I hand in so. the back. Amen. <laughs> I see it. Okay. In case you missed it, this week, uh, leading up to Thanksgiving, Stephen Colbert decided to stop by Butterball's call center where they have the turkey talk line. <laughs> and he gave people terrible advice how to cook turkeys. Wow. Oh, I love Here's this. Here's a clip. Uh, it's in the oven, and it's an hour less than the required cook time. Yeah, that happens a lot. And the meat thermometer is saying it's at 188. Whoa. 188? Uh, (laughs) Yes. Get out of there. It's going to blow. 188? There's no way you want a turkey that hot. That's what I'm saying, because I followed the time on the instructions. What's your name? So... Uh, why are you asking me my name? I'm trying to calm you down. You seem like you're in a panic. <laughs> Says you were a turkey expert. When they answer the phone, you're described as a turkey expert. Well, that's mostly marketing. <laughs> okay. I apologize. So, listen, Again, I apologize you for tried. the entire company. Uh, Butterball Turkey Talk Line. This is Steve. How can I help you? Oh, I hope you can. This is really a question about stuffing. If I Okay, do you call it stuffing or dressing? I call it stuffing. Okay, wrong answer. Bye bye. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 180 <laughs> degrees. <laughs> uh, the the clip obviously is reminiscent of uh, when like David Letterman would go trolling Taco mm-hmm. Bell customers when he would work oh, the drive through yeah. window. Yeah. That was awesome. Um, that was great. Doesn't that feel like it would be so fun to do? Uh, here's here's a clip of uh, Letterman trolling Taco Bell oh. customers. Here. Can you do me a favor? Uh, it's my lunch break, and I haven't had a chance to get anything to eat. Can can I ask you to get me a little something to eat? No. All right. Here, here's how this will work. Uh, you order for me a burrito supreme, okay? For you? Yes. <laughs> We're not allowed to order our own food. Okay. What would you like, ma'am? I told you the three cheese beef belt. Anything else? And you're 
know if you misunderstood. I'll pay for it, but you have to order it. All right, it's a burrito supreme with no meat. Okay, try it again. What else, ma'am? Burrito supreme with no meat. All right, fine. Thank you very much. <laughs> I miss oh, yeah. Dave. Uh, well, I miss Dave like when he was on the Late Late Show before everybody mm. knew him and he was just not oh, famous you, enough to hipster. be. You're a, such a hipster. <laughs> mm-hmm. You like it before he gets popular. I under- you understand. But, but I, yeah, yeah. I feel like, though, this is more Colbert's lane because this is more like Colbert yeah. rapport stuff where he's just like messing with people outside of like, you know, just being talk show host Colbert. Mm. Like, I feel like he's really funny on his feet kind of messing around with people. Yeah. He did a great fresh air interview. Stephen Colbert did recently with Terry Gross talking about how like he didn't know what he was doing at the beginning of the late show and didn't understand and had a hard time escaping his character and has kind of figured out how to be himself and the show has gotten I think a lot better yeah yeah it started it started kind of rough yeah real rough in case you missed it uh, this week Martin Scorsese met with the Pope to screen his new film silence Uh, he visited the Vatican and screened it for 400 Jesuit priests as well uh, in a private audience with the Pope. Um, wow. Ironically, it was 30 years ago that the Catholic Church leaders condemned Scorsese's controversial film, The Last Temptation of Christ, which they called morally offensive and said nothing can be gained by viewing it. Um, Silence is based on the novel by Shusaku Endo uh, about the 17th century Jesuit priests uh, facing severe persecution for their faith while serving as missionaries to Japan. A trailer for the film, which stars Andrew Garfield, Liam Neeson, and Adam Driver as missionaries, debuted this week and shows glimpses of graphic religious persecution and martyrdom. In a recent New York Times interview, Scorsese discussed how he wanted to become a missionary as a young man and has been trying to make the film for nearly 30 years, saying he believes the delays are part of God's plan. Quote, it's all in God's good time. We don't know why, but this is how this picture got made. It had to be this way. In a recent interview with Relevant, Andrew Garfield said that he deeply studied Christian writings in preparation for the role, uh, including Trappist monk Thomas Merton. Oh, yeah. Andrew said, uh, I quoted with Merton so much because he seems to always be uh, on the knife edge between faith and doubt. He seems to understand that the opposite of doubt isn't certainty, that living with doubt is just as much a part of living with faith as faith itself. Silence uh, releases later this month. Did you guys watch the trailer? Yeah. No. It looks phenomenal. It, it was it was stunning and like some of the the I, obviously I, I guess I know I'm pretty familiar with Martin Scorsese's catalog and he doesn't shy away from showing violence his LL Bean catalog mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah I mean it's mainly it's mainly just cool black glasses in the catalog. Yeah. it's like a Warby Parker catalog yeah, um, yeah. and hair product but um <laughs> No, but I like I know he doesn't shy away from violence in his movies, but you know this the the kind of teaser hinted that this is going to be uh, unflinching and it's going to show some really uh, you know difficult things when it comes to religious persecution. I think it's going to be cause uh, a lot of stir when it releases. I love it because Martin Scorsese would never sell out on the art artistic piece of it. So, like you just know it's going to be worth your time. Yeah. I'm excited to see his take on a Christian topic. Well, he did. It's called The Last Temptation of Christ, and it was condemned by the Vatican. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So you can just tell, like, he knew when he was cutting that that it was not going to be roundly How did he get a screening with the Pope after an experience like that? It's the same reason in that era my parents boycotted Disney because of that movie, and then all of a sudden, a few years later, we're just kind of going to Disney again without (laughs) anybody talking about it. But they're really talking about how they're boycotting Disney because of this awful film, because Disney distributed uh, Last Temptation of Christ. Right. Interesting. Yeah, but all of a sudden, just... 
hey, we're going to Disney this weekend. Yeah. yeah. All yeah. of a sudden, they're still saying Merry Christmas at Disney. So <laughs> they're not afraid. <laughs> they're not afraid. I would never even whisper Happy Holidays. I say Christmas. I, hope, I, hope that, I, I really hope they don't serve Starbucks there because <laughs> Lord help me. <laughs> okay. Well, that'll do it for. In case you missed it. Stay tuned. Up next, slices. One heart, we are unpredictable. Shivers break the silence in my soul. Stop me, stop me, stop me before I hurt myself. I'll be colder when it's over. I'll be colder when it's over. Cause I used to think we'd have it all. It's not that simple anymore. The song is Naive, which is all of us. Uh, at the beginning of the podcast, okay, get this. You heard Social Club Misfits. It was a cool song. Uh, yes. It's called mm-hmm. uh, Pop Out Revenge. It's mm-hmm. featuring Amari. Awesome. Um, so we, we played, you know, part of the song. About two and a half minutes into the song, though, um, uh, something else happens. Here, let me play a pop it for out, you. If you. Here will. you go. This real life, no makeup. When I ride it down, you better know it. I feel like I'm back on the bike. School and that school zone, so ever slowly. Here you go. Ready? Yeah, sweat deep for me, man. All in the room like yeah. an elephant. Magazine that up irrelevant. Gossip and rumors irrelevant. Stay away from those who tell it. So the line was magazine editor irrelevant. And I don't and and, I, and and Chelsea, I was picking out the music right before we walked in here, and Chelsea was in my office, and we're like, "What is he? What are they saying about relevant?" No idea. Because, <laughs> let's break down this verse real quick. because yeah, I have a, some questions. Okay, so Let Chelsea, pull up the lyrics for me if you don't mind. Let's do our own little gene, uh, you so, know, rap genius breakdown so, right here. Okay, so here it is. Here's the line again. This real life, no makeup. When I write it down, you better know it. Caddy riding that new school and that school zone so ever slowly. This that new ocean away to swim. All in the room like an elephant. Magazine that up irrelevant. Gossip and rumors irrelevant. Stay away from those who tell it. Okay, magazine that irrelevant. Gossip and rumors irrelevant. Stay away from those who tell in it. So are they saying that relevant or the magazine editor relevant is the one saying rumors and stay away from it? And which editor, mm-hmm. which editor are they talking about? Specifically, here? I would like to know who they're accusing. They better not be talking about my the advice column. <laughs> <laughs> or are they, they, they just they heard that the advice columnist said that you can't be friends with the opposite gender. And they really said some hateful things about him on the Facebook thread. I don't know. What, well, can you can somebody read the lyrics yes. to me? Let's yeah, really the full, break them. the full verse and starting before the elephant. Okay, yeah, we need the complete context because I think, otherwise okay. we need Chelsea. I'm sure you're friends with them. You're going to need to call them up here. And <laughs> yeah. clear you the should air. call them on the telephone right now and demand an answer. I feel like Cameron, you're pals with them. Yeah, you're friends. I've never met them. No, that's not true. We, um, Andy Minio, Propaganda, and the Social Club Misfit guys and I went out for wings one night. There you go. Yeah. 
I have a. This is important though, Cameron. Were you uh, dropping gossip and rumors at the at that? No, I don't think dinner? I was. But now I'm wondering. You were, and now they're throwing shade. Okay, here's yeah. the full verse. It says. No, no. Let everybody know full context. We covered them in the last issue of Relevant, the, like the one that's out right now. Because their new album, and we we're big fans, so we and, love these yeah. guys. They were big on the, fans. They were on the podcast a couple Huge. months ago. Yeah, yeah. I have been, but I will say this too for um, people, <laughs> people that are. On, I've been publishing a lot of unsubstantiated rumors about them on the site for a few <laughs> months that are that are just about their personal lives. Uh, very, very personal, like deep. You know, so most of most of the, I've been accusing them of of a lot of weird crimes, but yeah. uh, <laughs> I don't know what that has anything to do with this. And a lot of medical history. Mm. All right, so give us the words. <laughs> the full verse. It says. This, that new ocean, I'm ready to swim, all okay. in the room like an elephant. Magazine editor, relevant, got some new rumors, irrelevant. Stay away from those who tell it, man. I write down what I feel when I'm feeling it. So I, I, here's my theory. No, I'm... Yeah. My theory is they were writing a line and used the word elephant. And we're like, what rhymes with elephant? Yeah, and they just had to figure out a way to use the word relevant. Yeah, <laughs> that's all I, I was saying. I don't I'm know. Just, I'm I'm reading into this a lot, and uh, you know, I think there's an elephant in the room, and that oh. elephant in the room is the editor of Relevant, who whichever editor that is, uh, and that person, I don't know if the room that the elephant is in is a wing place or not. That's I wish we had clarity. <laughs> I, gotta, I, gotta, I gotta say something else. Who's to say? I feel like the relevant irrelevant yeah. uh, line was much more crafted, and I feel like the line before it yeah, were sort of like runway lines. So, they so, they, so they, you're they, saying they, were they, were they had up. the whole gossip thing down yes. and they're saying what rhymes with relevant? Oh, elephant. Right. We'll lead into it with because something about ocean and elephant. What's the first line again? Uh, the one I read from was that this, that new ocean. I'm ready to swim. So All that's not a really pointed line. It's sure. sort of like a setup line. What's the second line? Okay. I, I, All in the uh, room like an elephant. All right. That's just sort of a metaphor for nothing. Like there, they, well, there's an elephant in the room. Yeah. Right. There's right. Elephant, gossip yeah, exactly. and rumors. Right, yeah. But we haven't really described what the subject is yet. Line three. Magazine editor relevant. Now we're talking about the subject. Mm. Line four. Now it's personal. Now Got it's some personal. Some rumors irrelevant. And now they're going to give the advice to what they just said. Stay away from those who tell it, man. We got to get them on the phone. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's there it. is okay, no I, I, I think I've, I've got, I've peeled back one further layer. I am on uh, Genius right now. Do you guys go to Genius much? I am on Genius as yeah. we speak. I live it. <laughs> I, I'm on Genius right now, the, the lyric annotator. And an unreviewed annotation from a, an, an anonymous contributor uh, has said this about the line. Some people tell false rumors, but Fern says don't listen to them because they're not important. Also, he is saying stay away from people who tell those rumors. And I'm reading into it here. The annotation doesn't say this, but the editors of Relevant. Very That's personal. That's what I'm saying. Like for us, or is he saying like, hey, magazine are relevant? Like we're just telling y'all, like stay away from rumors. Not that we have perpetuated. Well, what if he's not talking about Relevant, the magazine? Relevant. He's talking about message sent loud and clear, Chandler. All right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I want. Here's where. Plus, we, they were in the magazine. Here's what I got. Where we gonna land? Yeah. I want you to be right. I want it to be, but it sounds it sounds incendiary. Doesn't it sound like we've published some sort of rumors and yeah. saying stay away from relevant? It, it, it does. It sounds Does-y. like that. Yeah, except you don't <laughs> publish rumors, so that's the only thing. Is like, like I can't think of what we could have done or said that they would be advising people to stay away from. Yeah, we got to figure this out. Maybe it's I know. saying well, we get to in general, magazine editors are trying to stay relevant by printing 
new no. rumors. Oh, that actually. And is it's saying like, don't believe the hype. Huh. That could be something. So it's not m- referencing us. relevant magazine. No, but this who, is but per- who no, reads no. magazines? This is, this is magazines. Hold on, hold on. That's magazines, what? just like newsstand, yes, like celebrity yes, mags yes, yes, yes. on the news, uh, like your checkout line. Yeah, is the second most plausible theory. But why do you <laughs> say magazine <laughs> editor? Number relevant? one, because you know what? This honestly, insult. this makes me want to go and finish the stories that I've been publishing about what bad people they are. Completely <laughs> unsustainable. <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right. Well. Mm. We have our new Toby Mac beef. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, 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 we're beefing. We are beefing. Yeah, we're gonna have our own response rap song next week. <laughs> it'll be set to. It'll be like a mashup with a uh, fame. Yeah, the song fame. And it'll be much slower because Can't it's hard to, to verse, rhyme Eddie. that fast. <laughs> it's hard to write that many words. Yeah. Well, there you go. That just caught my ears. I was picking out. I legitimately love the song and. Uh, you, you said loved, there. right? Uh, yeah. uh, past <laughs> sense. <laughs> and, uh, and, and all of a sudden, if you keep it playing, they say something. I don't know what they say, but they say yeah. something about us. There you go. Okay, well, it's time for Slices. Maybe, what do you have, right. Jesse? All right, well, this is a story that blew up uh, my... T- I had so many people send me this on Twitter, send me private messages <laughs> on mean, Facebook. I mean, it is 90% of my f- mentions is this. Sense. It's yeah. this story, and uh, it's I almost feel, like a, we set up a Google alert, but it's just a it's yeah. just our life. <laughs> so, ju- yeah, just for context, uh, you know, if in case you're new to the show, uh, two years ago we did a little stunt where uh, to raise money for Charity Water, I subjected myself to a week's worth of Nickelback, and ever since then, <laughs> anytime there's a Nickelback related story, uh, people like to send it our way, and I feel <laughs> I feel that I'm forever obligated to bring Nickelback news when it when it uh, hits the the global uh, press. Um, so a police in Canada, uh, in the town of, uh, Kensington are using Nickelback to deter people from crime. They posted a message on their Facebook page. Um, and they, they wanted to let uh, uh, people who were thinking about uh, who are, quote, dumb enough to feel that they can drink and drive, that they will catch you. And when they catch you, on top of a hefty fine, a criminal charge, and years of driving suspension, will also provide you with the bonus gift of playing office copies of Nickelback in the cruiser on the way to jail. Now, now, no need to thank us. Uh, we figure if you're foolish enough to get behind the wheel after drinking, then a little Chad Kroger and the boys is a perfect gift for you. So there are, listen, there are numerous and countless ways, uh, uh, reasons to not drink and drive. It's a terrible thing to do. Um, but hopefully this can be one additional uh, deterrent. But my fear is this, guys. It's a slippery slope from here. Like, if law enforcement starts using Nickelback as a form of punishment, where do we stop? Like, I, I feel like possibly a line has been crossed here. My, my concern, though, is that this is a Canadian police force and yes. that, the, that the people up there, uh, you know, all of a sudden... Careful, it, careful now. Word gets out <laughs> that, like, hey, if the police pick you up for this egregious crime, yeah. Uh, you're going to get not only a nice warm ride to the police station, yeah. you know, in a heated vehicle. Oh, yeah. They're going to play your favorite band the whole way there. This is a very, it's like a party bus. <laughs> yeah, this is like, like the Uber. This is what you want. It's like, it's like a five-star Uber ride. Right. Wow. 
because you did this horrible thing. I think they're encouraging Canadians. No, that's what here, I think. No, I, no, I, I think here's what it. I've learned from, and, and if, if, if there's yeah, no. any source that knows, unfor- sadly, sadly it's me. I've, I've endured the psychological torment that uh, these criminals are, are in for. And even in Canada, no one can withstand, no human should withstand and can withstand more than a song and a half know. out of city. I think that, that is Canadians a take a great amount of pride in their hometown hero, Nickelback, <laughs> becoming a phenomenon. Here's the thing. They think they do, but they're only used to hearing one song on the radio. And and, 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 and maybe they're like drawn in a little. I'm telling you, you, you can't make Wait, it before two, you know, more than two songs. That is Matthews. Dave Matthews. Oh. Dave Matthews man. And that is a very good band. <laughs> and that would be a yeah. treasure. No, this would, this would be that like would be if, an honor. If, if Floridian uh, <laughs> police <laughs> picked you up and played <laughs> Dave Matthews as torture. Eddie's going to go out there breaking the law. <laughs> it's so good. I was just doing the Tim Reynolds part. I thought you were going to keep singing, but whatever. <laughs> Shockingly, we still have Canadian listeners, which I, I just can't believe they haven't boycotted the show altogether. But I can't, I can't believe they have the internet. Oh, yeah. Oh, we get it up oh, here. sure. We yeah. get it nine months a year. I, I, if I was allowed to go to Canada, if I was allowed to go to Canada, which I, which obviously because of my past with, with their national treasure, Nickelback, I, I, I'm not welcome on that side of the border. Sure. But I would be afraid that if I got picked up for anything, like I could be littering or something, you know, I could be like throwing old parking tickets on the ground and they would pick me up and they would take me to jail and, and you know, subject me more to this because they've already shown they're willing to crawl a line that I'm pretty sure like the Geneva Convention has clearly outlined we cannot so do. You're, we cannot you're equating people to. You're equating like there's torture <laughs> tactics like waterboarding that have been outlined by international law. Yeah. Uh, uh, other torture tactics. You're saying mm-hmm. that uh, like forcing Nickelback on people is a sort of torture tactic that you think that violates the Geneva Convention. <laughs> Clearly, I think it was obviously it was drafted for stuff just like like, uh, psychological like I said, it's warfare. psychological. It's not yeah. physical torture. It's psychological. Yeah. It, it 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 tortures your mind and your ears. Which you know, the, so, here's the thing: some scars, some scars don't heal. Trust me on that. I think that the severity of the crime should like should dictate which Canadian artists you listen to. Like if you're caught littering, yeah. All right, fine. It's just a Celine Dion. It's all coming back to me now. Like it's going to drive you crazy. That's awful. I will litter again. It's not. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's bad enough to go like, all right, I'm out. But you know, you step it up a little bit and now we're, you're you're at like Avril Lavigne. You're at Avril Lavigne world. (laughs) And then finally the ultimate, like if you do something that is basically a, you know, capital crime. Please, it's all no. Nickelback. Please, I'll do anything, officer. Please, please, <laughs> any <laughs> restitution. Just tell anyway. me. Turn it down. Turn it down. Ow! Yeah, I didn't know the guy. He pulled a knife on me. I, it was self defense. Please, anything but that. Yeah, Nickelback. Makes sense. All right, what do you have, Eddie? Well, first of all, uh, I'll start with an opening question. Do you guys know where New Zealand is? Yes. Yeah. All right. Yeah, well, sure. I guess we're all learning. <laughs> where would some of you say it is? Like, it's generally around Australia, right? I would say it's to the north. Uh, West <laughs> is it south? Never mind. I don't know where Maybe it is. Maybe I don't know. Do we have our analytics? Has anybody south? I'm, south? I'm pretty sure it's south. Yeah. South goes yeah. towards Antarctica. So we don't really know where. In the is. bottom <laughs> tip of of New Zealand is very very cold. I think you're right. I it's think it's south, south west. I like that you all said yes, <laughs> and now it's completely falling Never apart. Eat. I know. I know that when I play Risk, I start there and start Australia, my world conquest from that corner of the globe. So I know in my head, in my head, it's northwest of Australia toward like Thailand and stuff. In my head, Do, yeah. but I think it's south because it gets cold at the bottom. So a New Zealand man in 2010 
came up with an idea. He started a secret Santa with anybody in New Zealand who wanted to be a part of this secret Santa. They have to be on Twitter. And what they did was this guy. I thought your slice was about where New Zealand is. Oh, generally, are you going to answer the question? Oh, I don't know where it is. Oh, I was I'm looking it up. Right I now. was getting some information uh, it's, it's for myself. Definitely south, it's southeast. I already looked it up. Okay, fine. I, this was more informational for me so that I could start the slice. Yeah, look, there it is. It's an island. Zoom out. Google Maps. Zoom out. Oh, yep, it's southeast. Way southeast. Way southeast of Australia. I wonder how far that is. Um, so started this uh, kind of country-wide secret Santa, and the New Zealand Post has taken the reins after catching and hearing about this scheme. And a total of, at the as of the publishing of this article, though I'm sure it's much more at this point, 2,000 people are taking part. So what they do is they mention on Twitter and hashtag that they want to be a part of it. The rules of it are you can't buy a gift that's more than 10 bucks and you can't ask for anything you want on Twitter, but you send your present to a central location and they will assign you somebody else on Twitter. So the article says that you have to do a little bit of light stalking to find out about that person, but then you buy a gift, you send it in, it's assigned to another Twitter user, and then that Twitter user gets a gift from a random person who kind of found you on Twitter. And so some of the... Um, some of the uh, uh, gifts that came in were awesome. Like this, uh, there's this one that the woman got a book and there was a note on the, f- in the, f- in the front of the book that just said, you have a really weird Twitter and she just got her book. <laughs> there's another lady who talked about how she that. just started gardening and the lady got a, like a garden hose nozzle and it was like this really sweet thing. But all of New Zealand is available to participate in this secret Santa. 2000 people did it. 2,000 people. I bet if we did this with our podcast listeners, we'd have more than 2,000 people. I okay. think, I Listen, think. this is what wow. I'm saying. Yeah. Go Let's ahead. Let's do Eddie. it. Is there a way we can do it? Wouldn't that be so fun? Not automatically. That's a tough thing. It's like, that sounds like a manual enterprise. Yeah. Yeah. Because you know? you'd have to have someone like sorting the gifts and stuff. Yeah, the other hard part of it, too, is is the New Zealand Post says, quote, it accepts no responsibility for the inappropriateness of gifts. So basically, oh, yikes. they're, you know, they're acknowledging there's going be to be weird. Nickelback CDs is what you're saying. Right, 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 right. <laughs> so, um, so which, it goes in- which uh, international law prohibits you from sending more than two at one time. It's the Postal Service greatly frowns upon that. So. But ironically, right now you can get I mean, they don't cost more than a dollar anymore. So you can get 10 albums for 10 bucks. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, would be fun they, to do a secret they sell Santa. Them in that, they sell them in that bin at, at Walgreens where you can buy like four Steven Seagal DVDs like in one <laughs> box for like, you know, $7. That's where you buy the Nickelback stuff. By the way, who's going to Walgreens to get a prescription filled and, and, and stops by that DVD bin? Who's <laughs> buying those? I've wondered that every time I've gone in there. Who is going to, like I said, to get like, I don't know, every like Band-Aids and comes what? out with three old Ernest You better movies. believe it. Yeah, that's Who? my father. Your dad? Yeah, when Blockbuster went out of business he bought every single dvd there was Wild. a and if he goes to walgreens you better believe he's walking out with at least five wait, 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 no wait, 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 does he wait. watch them all he has he, like a he nice he's retired the, so maybe did he buy out the inventory of an actual blockbuster yeah like wow. a, a lot of them we have and they're all the movies that like were on so we have like eight old school unrated that no one's ever gonna yeah. open titanic <laughs> and stuff you just have like weird blockbuster era movies uh-huh. Uh-huh. my favorite thing about blockbuster was the used bin that when they it were so like fun pushing out and it would be like three five dollars you could buy a movie yeah what women want that uh, mel gibson movie <laughs> where you can hear women talk <laughs> yeah. oh, great movie yeah I love by it. the way i think yeah 
if I'm not mistaken, which maybe I am, because it's been a long time, I think he gains that superpower. But does it? Isn't like a he like a toaster fall into an, uh, a bathtub or something? I think it's a hairdryer. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That was a whole. There's a whole series of movies like that when John Travolta was a uh, what he gets struck by lightning and all of a sudden he's like super smart but he's gonna die. So he's like <laughs> helping out the mailman. What was that movie called? That wasn't Michael. That was, was part of the John Travolta. That's where he's like an angel. It was. It was at a time he's when not, it was. It um, was like totally acceptable to put a, an implausible sci-fi twist in an otherwise normal drama. Oh, like, like, like Splash? Yeah. Or like, yeah. Great movie. <laughs> I love Splash. Yeah, you're like, yeah, cool. You're, I get it. Daryl Hannah's a fish. I'm fine with yeah, that. Well, well, it's like someone yeah. came up with the idea, hey, wouldn't it be funny if you had Mel Gibson? He could hear the thoughts of women. And then people are like, well, that's impossible. That's just not something that happens. No, no, it makes total sense. A hairdryer falls in a bathtub while he's in it. So yeah, that's so fine. What they could figured that one out. Yeah. yeah, that's how it happens. So no big deal. Because um, <laughs> women, women use hairdryers. So their powers come from that. Look who's yeah. talking. Then you know, baby just talked. No, the best is look who's talking too, which it's the pets that are talking at that uh-huh. point. Yeah. You're like, yeah. oh, boy. But yeah. definitely. But I feel like that's the Steve quality Gutenberg. of that's the quality of movie they're selling right next to like packs of gum and cases of Gatorade. And they have them <laughs> there for a reason. Somebody yeah. is buying them. Yeah. Well, interestingly enough, my dad's fridge is full of Gatorade. Is it? Every flavor. So your dad's keeping Dude, Walgreens in business. You're, yeah. you're, the mystery of your family just gently <laughs> unravels a week at a time. Yeah, okay. it is an, Here's the other tuned. thing, too. And I haven't noticed, because I, I have a Rite Aid right down the street, and occasionally I'll pop in if oh, I man, you know, need something that they you're sell. You're so lucky, dude. They have, I know, it's it's a pretty nice area. I got a Rite Aid oh, uh, awesome. just on the corner. So uh, I've noticed in Rite Aid, they have like a whole line of uh, like <laughs> sweatpants and stuff. That there's an aisle that is, that is, this is true. There's an aisle in the right aid by my house that is almost entirely clothing. And it's, and it's mainly sweatpant and sweatshirt variety. But again, they're stocking it because someone is purchasing it. Someone thinks, man, I need some new clothes. I need, you know, I've worn out the clothes I have. Yeah. I need something fresh to wear. I'm yeah. going to head over to Rite Aid. Uh, or maybe they're in there. Maybe they had to go and rush to Rite Aid because they were sick. They need some emergency medicine or gauze. They had an accident. <laughs> they fell off a skateboard. They're in there for Happens. medical supplies. Yeah. And then they see like, oh my goodness, there's blood all over my shirt. There oh, look, they sell sweatshirts. And, and they're thinking, I'm going to be bedridden for uh, for Ever. a couple of days. I better buy this copy of Jean-Claude Van Damme's Time Cop to kill some time. <laughs> Good Clearly, one. I'm going to be laid up for a while. Have it. Hey, I have some breaking news. We do this We do this podcast. It's pre-taped. I don't know if yeah. the listeners realize this. I didn't even realize yeah, it. Yeah, this is not I always a live look for experience. it when I get back in the car. Yeah. And I keep waiting and waiting. <laughs> live right But now. somehow, when you're close to somebody, you have kind of a... A connection and ESP thing sometimes. Yeah, I understand. Uh, eight minutes ago, who our buddy Propaganda, a rapper, uh, just uh, tweeted, "All y'all make fun of Nickelback, but thirty million albums ain't sell themselves. Some of y'all fronting." <laughs> Oh snap! Uh, wow. Why? Why is wrong. okay? Eighty percent. I know he's a friend of the show, but why is he involving himself in this? <laughs> you, trust me, he is this is not, this is not something you want to tango with. The question People is, don't understand. Is he sticking up for Nickelback or is he calling out people fronting on hating on Nickelback, but you secretly like him because you're buying it and he's not endorsing Nickelback. He's just saying you guys are fakers or is he actually sticking up for Nickelback? I have a question. I think yeah. he's okay. okay. Would propaganda be a good person to help us understand about this lyric? He's friends with social club, but I feel like he's the right start, right? I don't know. He'd be like, just ask them. Yeah. Fine. 
He he would send me their their number. That's what, That's I'm what saying. he would do. We can get to the bottom of this. We by next week we'll have mystery solved. Maybe even have them on have them explain themselves. I think we need to. I think because honestly, I, this is if we and, don't, this is going to become like a George Costanza thing. For I'm not going to be able to let this go. All right, what do you have, uh, Chelsea? Hot slice, everybody. Um, talking about the hottest toy selling this year for Christmas 2016. It is called a Hatchimal. And a Hatchimal. Hatchimal. Like it hatch them all, but like put together? <laughs> Hatchimal. So it's like, like hatch a ha- like combined a with combined oh, with like a mall. Hatch- Hatchimal. Hatchimal. You're saying mall like M-A-L-L. Just one L. Just clarify. Hatchimal. 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 Animal. Animal. Hatchimal. Clearly this toy is not for us. What does this toy do and why is it so popular? The reason it's called a Hatchimal is because it is a little egg that you give a child and if it is taken care of well, a little stuffed animal from the inside will begin to peck through and eventually hatch. No. Yes. It's like a Tamagotchi. It's like a living Tamagotchi that if you take care of. Whoa, whoa. But what is actually on the inside? A, a stuffed animal that is like, like interactive a, like a robot lights up. It's like they Westworld. They have owls. They have birds. They've got they've got it all. Really, does, it, does <laughs> the animal thing then grow? No. Oh, okay. Does it become self aware and want to yeah, kill you? Is eventually? it self aware? <laughs> does it have memories of previous owners? Yeah. Does the animal yeah. know that it's all a game, <laughs> or does it think? Yeah. It's does it know real? it's just a part of like a sick video game for rich people? Does it know? Does it know? <laughs> I is there a maze? Is there a maze? The psychological development for like the Hatchimal 2.0. So we're all watching Westworld. That's yeah, that's what, what we've all picked up on. Or <laughs> Mr. Robot. Because we got real deep into those jokes right away. <laughs> How in demand is this Hatchimal thing? It is. It has sold out everywhere, and people are reselling them for a minimum of six hundred dollars. No. How much what? did it cost originally? Fifty, and then they rose prices to sixty, and they were huge. That's like Kanye shoes. Yeah. Huge Black Friday sales. I'm picturing a jingle all the way situation mm-hmm. that Sinbad movie where the dads fight for the yeah. toy. Only yeah. you would know that because your dad has nine copies. Yes, the special features. You would not believe you not the that? deal you can get on Sinbad movies uh, yeah. at, the, at, at the Walgreens by Chelsea's <laughs> in house in different country codes for different DVD players. <laughs> <laughs> it's great, great cinematic adventure. I encourage everyone Chelsea to watch Chelsea went in to get holiday. a new wrist brace and came back with a wrist brace and 12 Sinbad movies, six of which were never released in this country for various yeah. reasons. Right, right, right. <laughs> um, what is cool about this whole scenario is that moms are uniting on Twitter using the hashtag Hatchimal. I'm so aware of saying this word now. Yeah, just Hatchimal. Yes, and to figure out where they can get these toys oh, and not they were be priced boycott, out. But no, they're no, dialing no, no. it where, in. Where some, people see, where some people see the opportunity to provide their, you know, presumably, I guess these are children's toys, their kids with a, a lifelong memory of the year that they got the present everyone else wanted. Other people like me see an investment opportunity. <laughs> um, so, I, you know, I'm... You know, just in case this Beanie Baby thing comes back, um, you know, <laughs> I've, <ready. laughs> I've spent, lit- I took out an additional student loan and have <laughs> two storage units right now. I have uh, a Tickle Me Elmo in, <laughs> like, in the attic, you know, ready to go. Yeah. Ready. 
Right now, I it, is, it is on eBay for a dollar and a half. Wow. So I'm going to get my <laughs> so money. So I'm hoping to, uh, to, yeah, to recoup uh, you know, yeah. a little something. Yeah, now. I got to buy it now price victory. of $18. <laughs> yeah. Hatchimal. Yeah. So who knows what the future holds for Hatchimals, but It right makes now, me want to be like a toy inventor because I feel like there's obviously these guys know something that we don't. They're just totally. coming up with like a weird little thing and, you know, it's, it's skyrocketing in value. I feel like I could sit around long enough and come up with some weird robotic animal. The movie um, Big made yeah, me want to be a toy inventor. The, the robot thing, because uh, Tickle Me Elmo was yeah. maybe one of the first ones of these like you yeah. know sensations, no, and that's, that's right. a robotic animal like yeah. uh, thing. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Teddy Ruxpin back in the eighties. Oh, Teddy Ruxpin, little robot bear. Teddy Ruxpin is back. <laughs> is he? They have a new yeah. version of him this year. I don't think it's caught on as as the as manufacturer hoped it would, but it's uh it's pretty cool. Oh, they changed the eyes. The eyes are now little tiny LED screens, so they like he can blink and look that's around. That's like the and, Furbies. Yeah, they're extra soulless now. I had a Teddy Rex. Furby. Did you? Oh, oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I had one. Mm-hmm. Don't you the put little... The tape player yeah, in the back? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never had one. Little yeah. tan overall? I've told you my Teddy Ruxpin story. Right no. Now. God. I was out <laughs> back. I was out back with the Teddy Ruxpin, and, uh, you know, I was sitting there letting it parent me, and it was telling me stories, <laughs> whatever, <laughs> and it's just talking, and it's like, hi, and then I went to the forest and found my friends, and all of a sudden, like, as it was Florida, and it was in the summer, and it was so hot out, it's Ike's dropped back into its head cavity <laughs> and all I saw was like little twitching like the ends of a motor in there and all I remember of Teddy Ruxpin was running inside screaming but like screaming like a real guttural <laughs> deep like really like trauma filled like, scream like, yeah. it's look, yes, Daddy just, did look at you and go we are legion like, yeah. like, that happened. join the army so yeah so my mom and I just remember screaming my mom Teddy Ruxpin and that was it. I never saw it again. Apparently, wow. she went out and disposed of it. So it was rough. So I, I came in the other room and it was playing so a Ouija board. It was bed. super creepy and weird, but uh, <laughs> you heard nothing. All right. Well, that'll do it for Slices. Uh, stay tuned. Up next, Louis Giglio. To the Japanese house, the song is "Face Like Thunder." That was actually my high school nickname. Japanese house, <laughs> face like thunder. Ah. <laughs> That'd be a great name for a basketball player. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if he's on the Oklahoma City Thunder. I mean, really, that's perfect name. Yeah, yeah, it would be. Uh, this feature segment is brought to you by Squarespace. Whether you need a landing page, a beautiful gallery, a professional blog, or an online store, it's all included with your Squarespace website. Uh, building a site with Squarespace is easy. You can use one of their uh, best-in-class templates, uh, whether you're doing a store or any other type of site. They have seamless commerce tools, great customer support, and a free custom domain. If you uh, sign up for a year, you'll get a free custom domain included. Uh, You can start your free trial today at squarespace.com and enter offer code RELEVANT to get 10% off your first purchase. There you go. I love it. That's what I use for LaCroix Ever Boys. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, really? Because I didn't know how to make a website, and everyone said that Squarespace was the most user friendly. She, I think, really she, they were right. I think she, her brain works in 
t-shirt puns because yesterday she sketched <laughs> out something. Uh, it said uh, a t-shirt. It was like a t-shirt outline and mm-hmm. the words on it said more issues than relevant. I was like, oh, that's, oh, I, that's funny. That's pretty funny. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if the person who sees the shirt knows that relevant is a magazine, it makes total sense. I'll tell you. I'll, <laughs> if they don't, it's like. I'll tell you some people who know who relevant is. Those rappers. <laughs> Social yeah. 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 <laughs> We're going to get to the bottom of this. Yeah. Yeah. They we need, we need to get this. them on. I, like I said, I haven't stopped thinking about it. It's really bothering me. Louis Giglio is a pastor, author, and founder and director of the Passion Movement, a global movement centered on worship and bringing millennials together for spiritual awakening. In his latest book, Waiting Here for You, Louis looks at why the Advent season is about more than just celebrating holidays. It's about teaching us what it's like to wait on God. And that's why the kids can't open all the toys at once on the Advent calendar. Uh, And how it can give us a new perspective on the message of Christ. Here is Louis Giglio. I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, y- y- your new book um, about Advent. What what made you want to uh, write about that as a topic? Well, you know, honestly, I hadn't thought a lot about Advent until I was a pastor. We planted Passion City Church seven years ago. And I just, you know, a lot of what a pastor does is um, they try to keep pulse with the seasons. And Christmas comes fast, and before you know it, you know, you're blowing into January. For us, we always have a big event typically on January 1st, 2nd, 3rd, or 4th. So we're steamrolling to that. And, you know, people get floored. They get they get crushed by Christmas. It just comes, it rolls, and sometimes it leaves us in the dust. And we don't ever really get to remember what it's about. And it's not just the celebration of family and holiday and and all of that, it really is, and it's, it's stronger than that. It's the undergirding reality that God comes through in His promises, that He's faithful. And I could see that in our people, that we needed something to help us slow down and, again, be um, encouraged and, and lifted up by the, the power of a promise that God has made to us. And so we started celebrating Advent as a church. We started doing, you know, daily emails. We started... Uh, kind of roughing out some of the ideas that are in waiting here for you, just as a family. And after doing that for a few Advent series, we Advent seasons, we put that into the book and our our house, our family has done it. But then we sort of launched it out to the world as an encouragement to people who maybe are not in a tradition of Advent. Like I didn't grow up in that tradition, but I've come to really understand that getting ahead of the curve when it comes to Christmas is the key to embracing and celebrating the power of a faithful God who fulfills his promise. For other people who maybe grew up uh, similarly to you, not celebrating like the Advent season and the Advent calendar, what what does it actually look like from now leading up until Christmas? Well, it can look like a lot of different things, but mostly what it looks like is understanding that, you know, historically for centuries, the church has celebrated Advent beginning the Sunday after Thanksgiving. So basically four weeks leading up to Christmas Day and embracing what Advent is all about. And Advent means expectation. So there's an anticipation locked into the Advent season. Obviously, the anticipation for kids is that Santa Claus is going to come down the chimney 
in a few days, and that's going to be amazing. But obviously, the story is bigger than that. And the story is that we are waiting for the completion of God's promise in our lives. He said, faithful is he who started this good work, that he's going to complete it in you. And how do I know he's going to do that? How can I trust him when it doesn't seem like all the plans that I've had for my life, or even some of the ones I think God has had for my life, have come true? And so Advent is a four-week journey to pausing every day looking into God's Word and remembering that even while we may not see God at work in every single turn, we have confidence because of Christmas that God keeps His promises and that through all of the seasons, He's working to accomplish what is best for us, what's for our good, and what's for His glory. So it's for daily reading for me. It's a daily Advent reading that's rooted in Scripture with a reflection and a meditation it just helps me keep uh, keep rooted and staying rooted in that idea. Now, uh, a lot of that, and as kind of the title of the book hints at, it, 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 there, a lot of it is about waiting in this sense of anticipation, which seems these days as sort of almost a countercultural value, where people, you know, we live in such an on-demand culture where people just want what they want now. Do you think there's an underlying spiritual value and benefit to taking the practice of Advent seriously? Well, I mean, obviously there is. There are natural laws that we're all locked into today, and the natural law and spiritual law uh, both are interwoven with the idea that the very best things in life take time. So no one has ever gone out in a fall season and admired the changing of the color of the leaves like we've just had in Georgia, I know, and some parts of the world like Florida. That's not as big of a deal. (laughs) But, you know, in Georgia, it's amazing. If you're in New England, it's phenomenal. If you're seeing the aspens change color in Colorado, it's breathtaking. But no one has ever gone out and enjoyed the changing of the color of the leaves without there first being trees that are 100 feet tall that have been growing for decade after decade after decade. And sure, a little tiny sapling in your yard has leaves that change color, but not on the magnitude and with the palette that the forest does. And so no no husband or wife has ever said, we want to have a baby, and the next day they got a baby, unless there was some radical adoption story that took place. Uh, Babies take nine months. Um, That's how, give or take a, a week or two, that's how long it takes to get a baby. And, you know, that's true of everything in life. Everything great in life takes time. And so this is a spiritual principle. It's rooted in the natural law. And Advent helps us remember that. And waiting, obviously, no one wants to wait. And in the culture that we live in, you know, I feel like I'm wasting my life if I have to stand in this line for 30 minutes. I'm texting somebody. This is taking forever. And so somehow we've equated three minutes with forever in the language that we use. And actually, three minutes is three minutes. It's um, 180 seconds is how long three minutes is. And not a lot of great things happen in 180 seconds. And so Advent helps us slow down. It helps us remember uh, that waiting isn't a waste. 
um, because when we're waiting, God is working. And it's the true message of Christmas. When we're waiting, God is working. So these 400 years in between the end of the Old Testament, the beginning of the Gospels, which, you know, I don't know if there was no voice uh, from God, but there's no recorded voice from God. There's no recorded prophet. There's no recorded vision. Maybe there was, but it's not written down for us to know. So from the end of the Old Testament to the beginning of the New Testament are four centuries of silence. But God was working every day in those 400 years to tee things up for the arrival of Jesus. And I say that to people who are, you know, leaning into Advent right now. God is working every second of every day to align things to accomplish His best for your life. In writing this book and kind of, uh, you know, really delving deeper into your understanding of Advent, what what was the biggest thing that personally surprised you in 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 this journey? Well, I think what surprised me was, you know, the, the even the, the discipline it takes to wait in a few moments' time to sit in the Advent moment. Um, this is a tough season, and you have to fight even for the 10 minutes or the 15 minutes to think about waiting. <laughs> because, yeah. you know, it's like I don't have time to wait on God. Yeah. And I don't even have time to wait with God. You know, I've got to get going. And I think that that is the perpetual struggle of life. And it doesn't always have to be a side note, like I'm going to go sit in a quiet space with God for 15 minutes. I mean, Advent can very much be... Uh, on the train, on the way to work, with God, um, in the flow. But I think just getting in touch with the fight of stillness and the fight of allowing our minds, our hearts to rest around who God is and what He wants to do in our lives. But I think the other side that surprised me was just when when I arrived in the first, I remember the first year I really took Advent serious. Arriving into Christmas Eve with almost a, a newfound faith, a newfound confidence, more than I ever anticipated of being able to face the rest of the coming year with this new sense of having ballast in the boat of God is faithful and God is going to come through. Not just tomorrow we rally around and read the Christmas story again, but in three months from now when everything looks dark and I'm in my Bethlehem wondering, you know, what's going on. Um, it, and it strengthened my faith. It, it encouraged me in my own sense of confidence in God. And it's done that every year that I've taken the Advent journey. And I, I anticipate it will do that every single time that I do. Be still and know that I am God. It's still the invitation that changes the tone and tenor of our lives. And that is the invitation of Advent. That was Louis Giglio. Check out his new book. It's called Waiting Here for You. It's out now.
You're listening to Bad Bad Not Good. That was my high school nickname. Uh, the song is Time Moves Slowly. It's featuring Sam Herring. LA-based trio Laney combines 80s-inspired synth pop with indie rock sensibilities, creating a sound that's garnered a global following and landed them a recent opening spot on LA Goulding's UK tour and coverage in Relevant. We recently talked with Laney about how they started making music together, the inspiration behind their latest EP, Kinda, and what role Faith plays in their music. Here is Laney. Do you all feel that the content of what you're writing about now is different? Obviously, not only just living in a different city, but you all are in totally different phases of life than you were when the band started. I don't know that. I don't know that it has changed much. I'm, Paul's very, uh, very like visual mm. writer, so obviously the things that you see out in California are very different <laughs> than the things you see in the middle of the country. Totally. Um, and uh, I think uh, for the most part, he's still writing about love and similar concepts. So I think we're still just in the same vein. <laughs> yeah. name Laney um I think that was Paul I think we he had originally originally envisioned like it actually just like not being sounded out just like people saying LA and why um and then I think we uh. just discovered it would be easier just to say Laney even though most people don't still don't get it right <laughs> people are usually like you say Lonnie or Lanny? <laughs> so. Lanny. Is there a track on this new album that you all are most excited about? I'll probably say, yeah, babe, no way. That was our very first song that we did in our Malibu house. So when we moved out of our one bedroom in Hollywood, we moved out here or out to Malibu and we were finally able to like set up drum set and like Les is a baller engineer, as you know. And we're all like, hey, now we can mess like drum sounds and stuff. And I, I remember that because Les and I were just like surfing around with ideas one day and we like decide on like, let's just do an up tempo thing. And that happened to be the groove of Yeah, Babe, No Way. And then Paul came up and like wrote that guitar part. There's like a little hook in that. And I just, I don't know, it was like a really special memory. And that was our, that was our first go at it in Malibu. And I just freaking love that song. Same. That's so fun. Yeah. Everything was better when you would call and I'd be like, yeah, baby. But we should talk about love again. 
Duh, Jake, tell her about your Instagram post this morning. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, yeah, that's and that's I think that's how like I met I met Paul um, through that through like people I I knew in Nashville and like Paul was leading worship and working with some artists that had been like the Christian world and that's kind of how I knew Paul just like like a, a man of faith and I and I knew Les was the same and. So we all just started as friends that were believers, and then one day we were started a band. And so I think that's that's kind of a major role, just like in who we are and our character. And like we we like to huddle up before each show and pray, and that's just a really important thing to us. Just kind of throughout the chaos and tour and everything, just have a moment together every day where we just pray, um, and that's that's really important to us. What does success for you all look like in for this album and for your time with Laney? For me, uh, I always just wanted to create things that people actually wanted to uh, listen to. So the fact that we have been, we've been doing this for over two years now is amazing to me. And even if like this was our current, like our current level of success, if it stayed like this for a long time, I would be thrilled because I never once imagined that we would be playing for, you know, thousand people in BC and I'm in love with it. So I yeah. feel like, I feel like we are successful right now. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, like for people, for us to create something that people enjoy and that we enjoy ourselves and to be able to do that for a long time is just the greatest gift. So. I'm ready to keep going. I hope we get to do it for a long time. That was Laney. Check out their new EP, Kinda. It's out now. No, I mean, definitely check it out. Right. <laughs> it's called Kinda. <laughs> don't uh, don't Who's go that first? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> that is the sum of their fears realized when they were naming the album. They're like, we just hope nobody makes that dumb joke. <laughs> no, but see, I, I'm always here for I, you. I, I love Eddie. that. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I like, I mean, I like the bands who name themselves free beer tonight. So yeah. when they like, like put it on the marquee of Great. the venue, Great joke. I had a, I had a friend in high school. They named their band to be announced, which just didn't work well. The marquee, oh. it, it, it accomplished the exact opposite thing. Nobody showed up. Yeah. yeah. I want a list of everybody's high school band names. Great. Red letter. Next. Cool. <laughs> Last Adam. Last Adam. This is pretty cringe worthy, but I had like a, it was a pop, <laughs> it was a pop punk band for very brief. <laughs> it's so terrible. <laughs> and it was called Lap 7 because yeah. that's when the walls of Jericho came down. Bam. No! Bam. We did it. We yes. did it. No! You're kidding. Okay, here's the thing. Here's the uh, weird thing. Tooth and Nail Records never called us, which no. I still to this day am baffled by. That is because I feel like I feel like oh, that man. was the era. I mean, you we were, were just waiting for the call. You know, lap oh seven. I don't know why. I still oh, cover it. I music? still don't Great. get it. Bring the house. We down. are the worst. <laughs> All of us. Oh. Red letter. Last Adam. And 
I read that made me speechless. Yeah, absolutely. We'll have a little a little punk rock show. For real. Like we need to have a reunion show of those three bands. I could get I could easily get my band back together. We would get ten thousand people there. Find those guys. Well, I could get ten thousand people there. Yeah. Yeah. Fifteen year old me, that would be my dream. That would be a big deal. Jesse, think about Lollapalooza, any music festival where there's a big crowd. Yeah. The bands bring out surprise guests. Yeah. So you guys would bring out your surprise Kevin Max, or you would bring out your surprise, I don't know. A uh, guy from some emo band, yeah. Chris yeah. Caraba or yeah. something. Yeah. I <laughs> don't like my mom. <laughs> Chandler. That's how you're a direct love it. single. People will love it. So you've heard of us. Yeah. Oh, last Adam. Oh, I got you. I bought. You yeah. know, it's weird. I think I. I think your your CD was jammed between a couple of uh, Seagal DVDs I picked up at Walgreens. <laughs> yeah, That's, me too. I checked it out. Pretty good. Good stuff. All right. Well, stay tuned. Up next, feedback. Explore the dynamics of becoming a thoughtful, engaged Christian leader at the Vancouver School of Theology. Located on the beautiful campus of the University of British Columbia on the west coast of Canada. Theological education involves losing yourself to someone greater than yourself. For the sake of Christ and for the love of God, VST includes all learners who demonstrate a capacity for leadership and ministry in the church for degree, diploma, and certificate level courses and programs. To learn more, visit www.vst.edu. Listening to Maggie Rogers. The song is Alaska. I wonder if she's going to do one for every state, like uh, I hope like, so. Like, like Sufjan did for like Sufjan <laughs> said he was going to yeah. do, mm-hmm. and did two and got bored. Yeah, yeah. Still have hope though. Okay, well, it's time for your feedback. Last week, uh, we asked you. We got talking about uh, somebody dropped the uh, the God told me to mm-hmm. end this relationship bomb, right? And mm-hmm. it got us talking about really bad breakup, you know, excuses or situations. So we asked you guys for your worst breakup stories. You know, it, it's the season it of the season. really <laughs> bad breakups. So you guys went over to the podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com. Uh, you guys hit us up on Twitter at Relevant Podcast. Here's a few of our cringeworthy favorites. Th- this was my absolute, <laughs> absolute favorite. It's from Brandon on Twitter. He yeah. said he called the girl to break up. Her dad answered and informed <laughs> me she wasn't home. Well, no, 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 no. Say that how old he was. Okay. I mean, he was in fourth grade, which is just savage, cold-blooded. Yeah. He called yeah. a girl to break up. Her dad answered, informed me she wasn't home and asked if I had a message for her. Yep. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oh. I love that dude. <laughs> so the dad had to do it. <laughs> this one is weird. Um, th- this is, oh, I lost the um, 
Twitter handle. Uh, anyway, before my wife met me, her boyfriend broke up with her because yeah. he wanted yeah. to, quote, <laughs> focus on his paintball career. Yeah. What? <laughs> so sick, right, Chandler? Mike Murphy uh, said that he broke up with his college girlfriend halfway through a road trip on her birthday. It was a long six-hour drive after that. Oh, well, I don't, no. What is going through his head at that point? Because, like, I, I get it, like, if, you know... He feels like I during this trip together, I have to break up with her. Why would you halfway, or why wouldn't you wait till the day after his birthday? Maybe she was wanting to hold hands and stuff, and he just he's too honest, and yeah. he just couldn't fake it. Yeah, he felt oh. like the right thing to do was that's to, so uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. Matt, Matthew Tumalti uh, said the saddest breakup. Uh, uh, he witnessed a woman tell her husband she wants a divorce in the Starbucks line, and he broke down crying. Oh, why <gasps> would why would why would you not just go through a drive-through? <laughs> Riley did a little quick one. Riley uh, Castle said that I I told her that I was moving, but didn't move for another two months and just never talked to her again. So it's like the eventuality. It's <laughs> what like, if you ran to her at the Walgreens? You know, you're there looking through the DVD bin. He kept it very very low profile. Restocking your sweatpants and oh man. <laughs> yeah, sweatpants are running low. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's my ex-girlfriend. <laughs> I got to say, though, those sweatpants are probably super comfortable. You think? I, I do. I, like think the junkie- like, I think they're gilding or something, like real scratchy, cheap stuff. I, well, mm. he, I actually had this thought last time I was in there. I looked at it, and I thought, like, if I, I want to make a bet with someone, and, like, the penalty for the person that loses that bet can only wear stuff they purchased at Rite Aid for the period of one month. Like, I feel I like it. that would be like a bet I really wouldn't want to lose, but one that I would like to be a part of. <laughs> hey, maybe that's your next psychological endurance challenge. Maybe it's you have to live off of a Rite Aid for a month. <laughs> the only the only hard part would be would be the clothing, which it wouldn't be that hard. It'd just be really comfortable. I would get a lot of those uh, V sweat stains, but you know, I <laughs> the you know the, you the, need a lot of hot pockets. Yeah, and the, like, the t-shirts are sold in like twelve packs, so I'm not really worried about running out. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, there's more feedback. You should check out the uh, episode page. It's pr- pretty sad and funny. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's time for this week's. Editorial question of the week. Well, earlier we learned where uh, New Zealand is. And and I still am not sure that we know. So this question of the week is, where is New Zealand? Generally. <laughs> I, I, don't give me latitude, longitude, longitude. I have no context for that. Um, no. Uh, so they're on New Zealand. You know, they're giving away presents to each other. They're doing a, a nationwide Secret Santa. And it got us thinking about Secret Santas and White Elephant. What, Dirty Santa, there's a bunch of names for it. Yeah. Um, uh, gift giving. And so we want to know your best, either Secret Santa or White Elephant or whatever you call it, gift giving story, whether it's something you received yeah. or something you gave. Maybe and best it's a, can also certainly mean worst, yeah, which then right. becomes best. Most memorable, yeah. most yeah. worth contacting a podcast about. Yes. Mm-hmm. That would be the criteria. One time I got, this is true, the entire Tremors trilogy. Are you guys familiar with the film Tremors about those worms <laughs> underground? <laughs> Like it, it, I, I have zero doubt that they went into a Walgreens to get a Starbucks gift card. Thought the Trimmers trilogy was a better deal. Pick that, and I got it. No one <laughs> traded for from it, and have never. It's never been removed from the cellophane. 
Wow. I, uh, I, yeah. So we don't want your like sweetest gift you've ever been given. Yeah. We want that yeah, $10. Nobody cares that you got like a little bit locket of your grandma's ashes and you keep oh it around. Gosh. Like nobody cares. Or you got a Harmonol or Hamonol or whatever they're called. Yeah. Hatchimol. Hatchimol. A $700 Hatchimol. We don't yeah. care about that. I got yeah. a knockoff Hatchimol. A worthless knockoff Hatchimol. It's spelled with an E. It's spelled with an E. It's worthless. Uh, so, so there you go. Hit us up on Twitter at Relevant Podcast or post your, uh, uh, your gift stories on the podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com. Uh, before we go, uh, tis the season for giving. And right now we're doing all month long, we're doing a special uh, pricing. If you want to give relevant as a Christmas gift this, this year, um, it's, it's on sale and it's a gift that keeps on giving and you get, what is it? They're five bucks a pop cover. Like you bought it at a newsstand. So times six, yeah. so it's like $30 and it's only $11 right now. So once again, I, I give you my offer that maybe we should look over the, the, the you know, the, the budget here. Cause I don't know how that's possible, but I, bucks. I, I trust yeah. you. Yeah, I, yeah. Hey, Hey, I did the math on this one and I don't know how it checked out. So just yeah. trust me. I'm, <laughs> I'm good. I'm good with numbers and calculators yeah. and spreadsheets. No, it's why we're very grateful for the uh, yeah. advertisers who sponsor yeah. our shows because we don't know how to make any money and pay people. I've botched so. a lot of accounting decisions here that uh, I'm still not sure how the spreadsheet thing works, but $11. What's done is done. Yeah, it <laughs> so is. Done. You get a magazine. Our loss is your gain. Head over to relevantmagazine.com and you can uh, give a gift or you can subscribe for yourself. Um, I think you'll you'll like it. You'll get instant access to the iPad editions. And when you give a gift, uh, it's not going to spoil it. We're not going to like email them. We actually give you a kind of a gift card thing mm-hmm. and that you can uh, give them or send them or whatever. So, well, like I said, many thanks to our sponsors for uh, making the show possible because magazine subscriptions sure don't. Remember at Audible, you can get a free audio book with a 30-day trial membership. Just go to audible.com slash relevant. And also thanks to Squarespace. You can set your website apart and start your free trial today at squarespace.com and uh, enter offer code relevant to get 10% off your first purchase when you decide to sign up. Mm-hmm. Thanks to our guests. Uh, Louis Giglio's book is called Waiting Here for You, and it's out now. And also, uh, thanks to Lainey, their EP, Kinda, is out now. It's not Kinda out now. It's out now. It's just called <laughs> Kinda. Yeah. It's, it's Kinda. Now. There's like one song. Uh, it's Kinda A out. single is out. <laughs> An EP <laughs> is Kinda out. They're still <laughs> uploading it. It hasn't gotten there yet. It'll, it'll get yeah, there. Yeah, it's, it's, I'm looking at right now, and the bars are like 45%, so, so don't count on the whole yeah. thing. You'll get Kinda. You'll get Kinda. Yeah. Yeah, it's well, under the somewhat label. On that note, we'll wrap it up. I'm Cameron Strang. Yeah, I'm Eddie. Yeah, I guess I'm Eddie Goffel. <laughs> Sometimes. You're kind of Eddie. Kind of, marginally. I'm Eddie. I'm Chelsea Steele. I'm Chandler Strang. I'm Jesse Carey. We'll see you next week. This that new ocean away to swim. All in a room like an elephant. Magazine out of irrelevant. Gossip and rumors irrelevant. Stay away from those who telling it. I write down what I feel when I'm feeling it. Capital records, the label we're dealing with. Do you realize what you're dealing with? If you're all up in your feelings quick. You've been bought with a price, so you innocent. You're the son and daughters of the risen king. That's in the win on the winning team. This for them days we ain't have a thing. We write the songs that you have to we felt out all the negative, honestly, our new philosophy for Ernie. Thanks for listening to The Relevant Podcast. Connect with us on Twitter, at Relevant Podcast, yeah, and get bonus material from this episode and more at the podcast section on relevantmagazine.com. And don't forget to check the magazine out. It's available on newsstands and at the iTunes App Store, or you can subscribe online at relevantmagazine.com slash subscribe.
please, I'll do anything, officer. Please, please, any restitution. Just tell me. Turn it down. Turn it down. Ow! Oh!